of color. <laughs> color. Gather around for a story, kids. <laughs> so mixing fucking color for printing is horrible. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you run out of a color and it's not like straight from the can, mm-hmm. it sucks. Yeah, and especially if you have, if you're like, okay, well, I have to print like 500 things, and you're like, well, I'm gonna print, I can't print 500 in one run, so I'm gonna print like 250, and then I'll print 250. Also, you're not printing just 500 things. True that you're printing a lot more because you have to. I think I was told it's like 20 percent. 20 percent more. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been told. Sometimes or ten percent maybe. Sometimes I would literally do the same amount as was like sometimes. Due. Yeah, like yeah. if they wanted five of the same, I would do ten. Right, and then just yeah, be like of these ten. Right, dude, and it was like oh, it was such a big thing, like for like just like I guess for with letterpress because like I did stuff where I like I printed. Do you remember when I printed those cards for U of A? Karen asked me to. Mm-hmm. yeah but like so i had to print like they wanted like 500 and so i was like okay <laughs> and like oh my god <sighs> like thank god i just used color from the can but like especially like, the paper and the over it just like god damn it but anyway color theory mixing color theory it's yeah terrible mixing colors mixing colors <laughs> mixing colors is hard mixing color theory it's also hard. Yes. That's what I said. Mixing color theory with like smooth jazz. <laughs> that sounds like it would probably work well. You're together. right. Mixing color theory with um bluegrass. Mm, I'm trying to think of something less artsy like um disco. No, I feel like it would work. I was thinking more like colonoscopies. Oh, I thought we were still going off of music. <laughs> I thought we were just talking about no, music No, you were like, styles. it's too similar. So I was like, okay, like 180. Let's make it as unsimilar as I can make fine. it. Fine. All right. Anyway, I don't know. but Fine, fine, fine. Fine. I do love color though. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a limited color palette is almost like better too. Yeah. Because- and it's harder. It is much harder. I've noticed that with the Poscas. Yeah. I love the Poscas, but I have all of the colors. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also have like only those colors. Like if you need, right. if you wanted like a darker green, it's like tough. This is the dark green. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Like yeah. this is your dark green. Yeah. So you're like, all right, well, I guess I better change whatever my plan was to make that work. I think they make some cool pictures though when you have to use like alternate colors kind of than like mm-hmm. real life or whatever yeah definitely i do like doing that like painting people or like drawing people and having their skin tone be like a com- like a crazy color like purple or something yeah it's yeah. fun it is fun color is fun i will say mixing color like not having to match it but just mixing it is like one of my favorite things oh it is very but, it is very fun but yeah. if you have to match something in like the pantone way it's yeah quite stressful no, no but if you're just like free balling it's great yeah good times good times all around Well, okay. Well, okay. Hello, hello, hello.
I'm Anne. And I'm Laura. And this is Art Club. The smooth sounds of Art Club, as always, coming to you through your speakers. Yes, I was going to say live, but it's not live. I was going to say live as well, and then I was like, God damn it. It's not live at all. I was like, going, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> okay, so just a quick uh, like well, info. A little, perhaps a little catch up. Yeah. On like. What's been going on with Anne and Laura in our lives and in our lives in the art po- club podcast? Because I'm sure you've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the time being, we're going to be releasing shorter, like mini so type episodes uh, for a bit while we deal with our hectic day jobs. Yes, because we still have to like make money. So we have like places to sleep and food to eat. Yeah. So like my workload has really increased in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Like 10 hour days, five five days a week, which I realize is like not crazy. It's not like 80 hour work weeks, but. Listen, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Self-care. It takes a toll. I put often your, don't eat lunch. Put your um, oxygen mask on first. Yes. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. You got to put your oxygen mask on before you put other people's oxygen masks on. <laughs> true chains yeah okay so basically just haven't had a ton of time slash energy for researching and writing but the minisodes are a different story true that so we'll still be able to bring you a new episode every week just every other shorter every other week i'm sorry every other week <laughs> let's be realistic yeah <laughs> Uh, but they'll just be shorter. But like still fun and like still with the Sisters Perry flair. Yeah. Ta-da. Ta-da. Oh. Uh. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I still have them. Don't you worry. Good. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Okay. Well, thanks for understanding. Love you. And now let's get to our topic today, Pantone and a little color theory thrown in. Which I'm super into. Woo. Woo. All right. So Pantone, you've probably heard of it, was founded in 1962 in Carlstad, New Jersey by Lawrence Herbert. Ugh, Lawrence. Lawrence. I also like Herbert. Picture like a little man with big glass. Herb. Ugh, beautiful. He bought the company from the Levine brothers after his part of their advertising company, M&J Levine Advertising, uh, a.k.a. Mervyn and Jesse. The Levine brothers. The Levine brothers. Brothers Levine. Um, <laughs> became the only part making money. Ooh. Burn. That's just like a slap in the face. Like, I know this is your company, but the part I run is the only thing making money. So I'm going to just buy it from you yeah like sorry about it i know maybe like do better i don't know yeah um so herbert joined the company in 1956 and immediately saw the advertising industry's need for a streamlined way of making sure the same color that the artist used was used by the printer the fabricator etc so on so forth yes and then as the world learned with the whole like gold and white or black and blue dress thing humans see color differently yes i'm just gonna say it right now it's gold and white i don't remember what i thought it was it's gold and white okay (laughs) thank you thank you 
Thank you. This is the end of my TED Talk. <laughs> Uh, so in 1964, Pantone came out with their first PMS guide, which here just means the Pantone color matching system. But like no one was like, hmm, should we call it this? I know, like we did not think about this. Should we maybe make the acronym something else? Or maybe PMS wasn't like an acronym in right? the 60s. And so they were like, we're going to be safe with this. Dude, listen, like if somebody is like, I see this thing and it reminds me of this other thing, which you're like, oh, that's really weird and not at all what I want it to be associated with. Fucking change your idea because other people are also going to do that. Okay, but what if like they made it before PMS was like a thing? No, it doesn't make sense. Well, people could not have like... How long is... It's, it's been a thing since the 60s. PMS? Yeah. I mean, it's always been a thing. Let's I be know, real, but like but... a thing that people recognized as like an actual thing that affects women. I guess I've got to be honest. I don't know the exact birth date of PMS. <laughs> what? But I... Um, I feel like that's one of the first things you learn in school, right? True. You're right. <laughs> when did the term PMS become widely a, B, used? A, B, C, one, two, three, PMS started in... Yeah. <laughs> But no, sadly, I forgot. Yeah, but they could have just said PCMS. Right. I'm just saying like. I know. And I'm saying like all they had to do was add that C. You're right. They could have changed it. It's been a while. Yeah. You've had time. Why would color not get a letter in the acronym? This is why you need critiques. You need outside opinions. Yes. You need other people to tell you. Yes. What they think about your work. Checks and balances. Checks and balances. (laughs) Anyway, so the original Pantone color guide only included 10 colors, which to me is crazy now. (laughs) Yeah, but also like, I guess. I guess now it's just they have like probably 100 at least. Yeah, I was just thinking like what. Maybe it's like Crayola crayons. Yeah, no, but like what other color? Like that's that seems like what colors are they like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, black, white gray gray brown brown (laughs) so yeah all the basic colors are 10 colors crayola okay there we go i don't know you know what i mean though yeah okay so the these 10 colors came with their own new numeric language that finally allowed anyone in the world to produce the exact same color i know it's kind of a big deal Pantone has expanded its color guides to include almost 5,000 colors today. So it was a little off. I know, but like, (laughs) that is nuts. I know. What could these 5,000 colors even be? I don't think I've ever seen 5,000 colors in my lifetime. Well, I mean, they include metallics and fluorescent colors. Okay. And then perhaps they change it by like coded, uncoded, because that's a whole thing. Yeah. Just like... With 10, I feel like we got them covered. Obviously, we didn't get the shades, but... Oh, you think you got it covered? Mm-mm. <laughs> it's just it's not blue. It's cerulean. Yes. I'm sorry. Or is that what she says in Devil Wears Prada? Um, yeah, she talks about... Or, like, no, she's, like, making fun of... No, I know, but, like, that's what I think of. Where she's like, you think it's, like, just a color or whatever. Yeah, and like you're so above fashion, but... But listen, this color is important, and that's why Pantone has 5,000. Yeah. Miranda Priestley was right. Yeah. I think it's a scarf, maybe? 
It is. I just want to remember the color, but I won't. Oh, I think it's cerulean. It is cerulean. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Great. Awesome. Uh, along with its expanded color palette, Pantone has moved beyond making color with only print media in mind. Today, they have two major color systems. So the first is the Pantone graphic system, which is mainly used for paper, plastics, and digital media. Okay. And the second is the fashion home and interior systems. So color tents look different depending on the material being used. Uh, So with this second system, Pantone has expanded their color guide to show color on textiles, coating, and pigments, and plastics as well. Which, I mean, is quite useful. Yeah. Textiles especially, man. Yeah, because it does look different. It looks so different. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember in Letterpress, um, someone, like, came to bring us ink. Uh-huh. at the lab and karen was like oh, i want i want you to talk to the class and so because he works at like a color mixing paint mixing place and he talked uh-huh. about how like what it was like and he said that you have to wear black you can't wear any other color to I work think that's what you have to wear at pantone yeah because maybe he worked at pantone i don't know no he didn't he worked yeah no he didn't but um yeah because otherwise whatever you're wearing will reflect into the color and like skew your view of it yeah like, you literally have to wear black. Otherwise, it will fuck it up. Yeah. Which is crazy. And so, point in case. Nuts. Nuts. And then Pantone was bought by X-Rite, which is a supplier of color measurement instruments and software in 2007 for a cool $180 million. Damn. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh. That is a chunk of change. I know. I bet the Levine brothers were pissed. Yes, I would be pissed. They were like, we could have gotten 180 million, assuming they're still alive. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. So when you look on the Pantone website, you can see the huge variety of swatches they have now. They got a lot. Dude. So, I mean, 5,000. Yeah, but swatches. So it's like, I've only ever seen the paper swatches that flip out, you know, in the little. Yes. Um, But they have plastic swatches and cotton swatches and polyester swatches. I mean, for the fabrics and textiles department. And then even within the paper swatches, some are coated, some are removable, some are giant. Mm -hmm. Which I liked the giant ones. I thought that was helpful. I would love some giant ones. Well, it's just like small things of color are fine for small things. But like, what if you're doing a wall? True that. I would love to see a little bit more of what this color has to offer. Yes, I agree. Yeah. They have just really upped their game to include a bunch of different products for a variety of designers. They even have these little digital things called capsules that let you uh, scan a color. And if you like, if you're out on out and about and you see a color and you're like, out and about, I'm going to scan this for my next. (gasps) That's so cool. Painting or whatever. Yeah. And uh, then it will match to the Pantone color. Oh, my God. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I like the color of this plant. Pantone, uh, blah, blah, blah. Tell me what it uh, is for yeah. real. <sighs> That's really cool. It is really cool. Pantone has been on quite a quest to expand into all areas of life. And they want to become synonymous with color, which I feel like they kind of I feel like they are, at least for, like, artists. Yeah, maybe they want to make it, like, everyone everyone knows about Pantone. Right. But I I feel like definitely in school it was, like, Pantone. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to design school, so it wasn't so much a part of my life, but... I guess that's true. 
I don't know. I yeah, I feel like with especially with like letterpress though, it was like Pantone. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> but I guess like they are I think I mean they were like originally more focused on like printing. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. They're already a leading color authority, but they want to be a household name. So they have expanded into products with their distinctive color swatches. And they have a free app called Pantone Studio, which I downloaded. Oh. And its best feature, I think, is the section called Images. So you basically can upload a photo that you have, and the app will create a little Pantone color strip with colors from the image. Oh, my God. I know. Right? What? <laughs> it's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I want to do it. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Free app, man. Dude. Pantone Studio. Oh. Go for it. I will. Yeah, so it just like lets you take inspiration and find it the corresponding color from pictures on your phone. Which that. I mean, like, why are we taking the pictures? We like something about them. True that. True that. And I mean, like, I use a lot of reference photos, so I get it. Yeah. Ugh, Only crazy awesome. people can draw from like their mind. I agree. I agree. It should be like one of the like psychopath characteristics you know like bedwetting hurting animals lighting fires being able to draw without references yeah <laughs> seriously though because i watched this movie from the 80s the other day called i think it's some kind of wonderful it's a john hughes movie Ugh. but like the main guy like is obsessed with this girl and he's just like literally i think spends all his time drawing her but you can just like draw her perfectly from memory and fucking like, bullshit Dude, this is creepy in like different poses i'm sure it's and like always her face but like he could probably like be like oh, oh for sure like oh i'm gonna do profile i'm gonna do three quarters i'm gonna do yeah. straight on where yeah. i would be like help like i would i would see Anne, and then i would leave and i'd be like wait be like what does she look like i know the what does her face look like i think who is her nose the shape who is this woman i've never seen her before yeah i don't know who this and is and we have similar facial features so that would be very Dude, sad right? we like, really do yeah yeah everyone's like <laughs> we literally have been asked are you twins no i know god damn it. i just want someone to ask us again so i can go uh like i don't even know this girl yeah. No. Nope. Literally just met her. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's your Ugh. name again? I know. Speaking of doppelgangers, though. Oh yes. Next week is Lab Week at work. Okay. One of so it's like we celebrate labs. We have like fun little things we do every day to like celebrate the lab people. How nice. And one of the things is they want to have like a doppelganger day where like you dress up as someone in the lab. Uh and I was like. This is probably the hardest thing. Like, no one here. Why? We're not cartoon characters. Like, no one wears distinctive outfits. You all like, wear, like, lab coats the whole well, fucking no, time. No, but it's like, I wear jeans and a t-shirt. The other people wear jeans and t-shirts. Right? Like, we all have to wear long pants. I don't... <laughs> I'm just like, none of us have, like, a distinct style, I feel like. So, I don't know how this is going to happen, but Okay. Like, what, I think you're, like, makeup artists? Like, what is this? I know. I was just like, how? Who would my doppelganger be? That's Who pretty... would I dress up as? Even a spirit. Even in, like, spirit week, they didn't do that shit. I know. It's really difficult. I mean, I remember the only thing that I feel like would be a good alternative is, like, twins. Yeah. Where you just, like, choose to dress the same. That would be same. super embarrassing because then it be obvious I don't really have friends. <laughs> Because I would have no one to twin with. 
I'll just show up dressed like you and like I can actually doppelganger you and people yeah. be like, what the fuck? Wait. They'll be like, Laura? Yeah, you look different. Oh, and with the masks, like, dude. <laughs> so easy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have heard, but Pantone has a color of the year. Ooh, ooh. I mean, very prestigious. So the color of the year was started in 2000 as a way to bring Pantone into the world of current events and trends. Achieved. Which is honestly a good marketing scheme. Yeah. Uh, so each December, Pantone releases the color they think will be important the next year. So the first color of the year was Cerulean Blue. <gasps> oh, my, oh my God. God. Miranda Priestley knows. Um, last year's color was Classic Blue. And Pantone says that classic blue is about, quote, instilling calm, confidence, and connection. This enduring blue hue highlights our desire for a dependable and stable foundation on which to build as we cross the threshold into a new era, end quote. Which, like, how did they know about COVID? I don't know. But I feel like I'm speaking, I feel like I'm at, like, a motivational seminar. Yeah. Or just, like, (laughs) anyone who's, like... In these trying times. Let us band together yeah. and remember what's important. In these terrible times. Uh, in the time of COVID. And I'm the, like, wow, yeah. I feel so much better now. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but it's just like so cliche. Like, we will oh. work together. We will strive for a, a new foundation to build a bomb. We can't even all agree to wear fucking masks. Like, <laughs> God damn it. We're not going to do this, people. People are dying and we still can't agree on whether to wear the masks. Like literally once a day, we at least once a day, we turn someone away because they are like, oh, I don't wear masks. And I'm like, okay, well, I will not serve you. And they're like, and I will cough on your face. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I, you can go to, I'm like, literally Dutch Bros is down the road. Starbucks is the other way. Like you just like write there, just like write something on a piece of paper. Don't even write anything, but it'll be like the craziest cycle when they're like, I don't wear masks. And you're like, okay, we'll have to leave. Oh my God. That is a great psychological trip. Right? Like just do anything or they're like. But see, it's not even funny. I'm genuinely scared people would get angry and violent. Yeah. Because people are already fucking angry. But if you do it where you just like write down like something really like that makes no sense and then when you show it to them it's like lettuce beautiful and you're like i just remembered i have to buy lettuce <laughs> and then they're like oh it sorry. would be very fun but i would probably get fired <sighs> i'm just saying laura don't tell this planned people i'm not go- but i would they- how would they know they would fucking complain okay but like if you're just like sorry i just thought of lettuce in that instant I guess I would. How maybe would you if get I, fired for that? I guess if I did it once, but like I gotta be careful. I don't know. I don't know if I have. Let's be honest. I don't have like the mental fortitude to pull this off. I mean, that's fair. Like I'm not a KGB agent. I can't do this. Yeah, it's been a year of this. Like I literally sometimes I don't even. I just serve people because I'm so tired of it, and I'm I like know. I don't even like I don't want you to yell at me right now. So fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I got in trouble on Friday. Why? Because, as I have told you, the people at work think that the job that I do and the other guy that I work with, like, 99% of the time does, can be done by just two people. Right. It can't really be done by just two people. 
Got it. Um, and so there was this point where we had three robots going at once, which is fine if there are two people because you don't like need to stand next to them the entire time, but you have to right. like watch them because they just have all these like weird little errors that they make that you just kind of like have to fix. Fair. So, like, if we want to eat lunch, then there'll just be one of us in the room. Mm-hmm. So the guy, like, asks someone else from the lab who's not, like, in the clinical lab but in the research part of the lab to come and, like, watch the machines. Literally, all she has to do is, like, tap the side of this box, mm-hmm. like, every so often. One of my bosses came in and he was pissed. He's like, she cannot be in here. She is not trained on this. Like, you can never do that. And he was like, how often has this happened before? And we were like, it's literally the first time. He's like, never let it happen again. Oh, my God. And I was just like, whoa. He's like, she can't run this. She's not like competency assessed, which means like she knows how to do it. And I'm just like, first off, I was still in the room. She wasn't like running anything. Right. All she had to do was tap. I was like, and then he's like, she wasn't even wearing a lab coat. I'm like, well, that is her own damn fault. They're like, I don't care. Because like... She could have put on a lab coat. Oh, my God. And I was just like, we didn't, like, leave her alone. Like, I was still in the room. I was just, like, at another robot. Good Lord. But it was just, like, very awkward. Because it just got, like, it wasn't, like, you can't do this. It was, like, don't ever do this. And you're, like, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, man. Yikes. But, yeah. I don't even know why I brought that up. I don't either. But that's okay. I don't know where that story started. It's okay. Oh, doppelgangers. Doppelgangers. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Let's just proceed. Back to Pantone. So, in the spirit of trend forecasting and becoming kind of the go-to authority on color, Pantone has a color consultant for companies called the Pantone Color Institute. Okay. Which sounds so official. It does sound very official. Where do you work? The Pantone Color Institute? Oh, shit. I know. Whoa. Whoa. So, at the Institute, companies are taught about the importance of making the right color choices for their brand and products. Although, I feel like some people should know this by now. I mean, you would hope, but it's still important. Yeah. Um, And according to the Pantone website, quote, Color's immediacy means it is pivotal to creating a successful design strategy and its innate ability to differentiate and connect brands to successful, sorry, to customers make it critical to success, end quote. Okay. I mean, you have a point. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So the Pantone Color Institute works a lot with trend forecasting and color psychology. Yes. Uh, to make sure that the color companies that the colors companies use only emphasize the company's brand and core values. Again, essential. Yeah. So, in the spirit of the Color Institute, let's briefly talk about color psychology. Yay! Yay! Color theory. Yes. Not that I. I think. I feel like it's like yeah, color psychology though. Is what yeah. I'm more into. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I just call it color theory. Maybe it's not color theory. I feel like color theory is different. Oh. Color psychology then. Okay. You misspoke. Yes. <laughs> what you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with the first color of the rainbow. Ah. Red. R- RGB. Or no. Um, fuck. Roy. 
What is yeah. it? Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv. That's it. God damn it. I was like, RGB doesn't make any sense. You're right. But okay. Roy G. Biv. Yes, Roy G. Biv. So red creates a sense of urgency and excitement. The color red creates a strong emotional response and also physically causes changes in the human body. Which is fucking crazy. Right? So red stimulates the body and actually raises the body's blood pressure and heart rate. Jesus Christ. Which, yeah, is crazy, but I can see. Yes, true. Um, Probably one of the most important aspects of red, for companies at least, is that it will increase people's appetite. Yeah, that's the big one I know about, which yeah. is why like all the fast food chains are red. Yeah, or like restaurants or, yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Just the color red makes you more hungry. Mm-hmm. Color psychology literally blows my mind and I love it. I know. Just like how, I mean, I can see how people figured it out, but at the same time, I'm like, what? Yeah, I I agree. I'm with you. I wonder, I guess because red is normally like fruit, like why we would be stimulated to be more hungry by the color red i thought it's the color of meat yeah and like blood i don't know anyways anyway um so yellow <laughs> next in the line uh creates a sense of warmth and cheerfulness oh. uh it's eye-catching which is probably why so many traffic and sale signs are yellow makes sense Oh, you know what? Yellow is actually after orange, but I put it before orange because orange is a mix of red and yellow. Okay. Sorry. I don't know if you needed to know that, but that's why they're out of order. I didn't notice, but that's fair. And I think it's fine. I'm going to roll with it. Okay. I'm not worried. But I do appreciate like you letting me in. The thought process. The thought process. I do like um uh yellow also provides a sense of optimism and it actually stimulates the logic center of the brain and boosts enthusiasm wow i need to look which is really ironic because my room was yellow (laughs) but i would not say i was any more enthusiastic than than anyone else Uh, well maybe it's like more logical maybe it's like a certain type of yellow yeah maybe like a bright yellow maybe i don't know and your room was more like mustardy no, it was like a light yellow. Oh, light yellow. Yeah. I didn't mm. pick the color. I see. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then yellow, but yellow has to be used carefully because too much yellow makes people feel feel overwhelmed and causes anxiety. Okay, fair. So maybe that's what. <laughs> what? If you're like in a bright yellow room, I can see how you're like, this is a lot. It would be a lot, but I'm saying you were like, oh, it didn't boost my enthusiasm. Maybe it did the... Maybe you did the opposite. Maybe. You know. <laughs> Maybe. Who's to say? I am pretty anxious. I mean, same. But that could be, honest, it could be biological. There are many reasons. Yeah. But you lived in a blue room, so. You're right. So then it doesn't check out. <laughs> doesn't check out. Yeah. So next is orange, uh, because it's a mix of red and yellow, as we discussed. And it shares a mix of their traits also. Oh, like their baby. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So orange indicates a strong positive emotion and creates a sense of confidence, casualness, and a fresh start or just like freshness in general, depending on how vibrant the color is. Yes. Orange is citrus. Citrus. I think of citrus. I also do enjoy the casualness aspect of it. I like that they're casual and confident. Yes, God. Like. Same. One and the same. Ooh. Perfect. <laughs> Um, and then when orange is more muted, like a peach or a terracotta, which listen is my shit. 
Mm-hmm. Like my fave. Love a good peach. Gotta love a peach. So, and it's, I, again, down. Um, <laughs> orange provides a sense of elegance and peace. Elegance. Elegante. <laughs> Next, green. Green is a pretty versatile color, actually. Versatile. Am I saying that weird as well? Versatile. Versatile. Eh. Versatile. I don't know. I just say everything weird. No, I say versatile. Okay, cool. So it creates a sense of wealth and prosperity. Uh, money. Yep. Uh, as well as health, nature, and tranquility. I guess. Makes sense also. Green gives off this green gives off a sense of eco-friendliness and being connected with nature. Yes. The eco-friendliness one hundred percent. Oh, for sure. As we literally say, like, I'm going green. Exactly. Yeah. And like the recycling is green. It's just like yeah. everywhere. Um and though green is thus often used to relax people. Oh. Nature. Nature. Mm-hmm. How neat is that? <laughs> So the color green stimulates a feeling of harmony in the brain, which causes a balance of body and emotions, which is crazy. Yeah. Like what? Well, I guess like nature would be calming to like early man. True that. Green would be good. It's true. It's yeah. true. Ugh. I've, it reminds me of like the crystals. Like crystals. <laughs> they're like, oh, this calms you. I'm like, yes, God. Um, and then green helps people to be more decisive, apparently. Which is weird. That, I don't know how, I don't know if I fully agree with that one, but. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever you say, psychology. (laughs) Okay. So moving on to blue. Blue is used to create a sense of trustworthiness and loyalty. True. Somehow I can see loyalty and I don't know why. Same. Oh, no, completely. I'm like, yeah, loyalty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm like, that makes total sense. Yes. (laughs) So blue can provide a sense of security, and so it creates a trust between a consumer and a brand. Damn. You know. You don't know what those companies are doing psychologically, Why do you? Why aren't they all blue? I don't know. <laughs> so physically, blue creates a sense of calm and curbs appetite while promoting productivity. Crazy. I know. So like blue, if you're like on a diet, I uh, guess. Just blue everything. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, so it curbs appetite while promoting productivity because of this blue is often used in offices. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Which is kind of also sad though. I know, right? I want you to curb your appetite and just increase productivity. Work more. You are machines. Exactly. But it also makes sense why most like food things don't have blue. Yes. So blue is a symbol of maturity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the color blue is universally liked. And so it is used often. True. Yeah. Everyone likes blue. Yeah. You're right. It's It's my favorite color. It's really weird. Blue is the color of water, which is also associated with tranquility and cleanliness. Next to godliness. Oh, truly like pure new beginnings. (laughs) Yeah. Fresh. And blue can also be used to create a sense of depression and sadness. So 180. 180. Like, I, I feel like green and blue are like the most versatile. Yeah. You're just like, you could use this for whatever. Yeah. Depend, literally depending on like the hue and shade. I will say though, you can't really pump people up with green or blue. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
So purple is the color of royalty. Exactly. As it is often used by emperors and kings. It's literally what I think of purple as. Yeah, I don't know why it's the color of royalty. But either way, it's the color of royalty and exclusivity. My theory is that perhaps in the the olden times, when you Mm -hmm. had to dye things with like natural resources, perhaps purple was a difficult one to find. Or to like create. Or to create. So it's like, oh, you a purple bitch? Like, Oh, like you sent away for those pigments? Mm -hmm. Like, damn, you got purple? How'd you get that? I know. This must have taken years to get. Exactly. So it's like, (laughs) oh, okay, I see you. Yeah, okay. Um, So purple stimulates the problem solving and creative areas of the brain. And so it's often associated with wisdom and creativity. I didn't know about the creativity one. See, to me, wisdom was the one that was like, huh. Literally everyone sees color differently. I know, but just like. Let us know which one shocked you, eh? Yeah. So the color purple. The color purple creates a sense of imagination and provides a sense of mystery and mysticism. Oh, I do see the mysticism and mystery. Yes. Hells, yes. hells yeah. So pink. Pink. Pink is associated with femininity and romance. Duh. It's primarily associated with feminine products, but it has been going through a bit of a renaissance. I'm not going to lie to you. I fucking love pink. Yeah. Yeah, especially like, like some colors of pink. I'm like, this like is I don't like hot pink or like bright pinks, but like more muted pinks and like pastel pinks. Like, oh my Sometimes God. I like a good fluorescent pink. Depend. Yes. Can't lie to you. I love pink. I'm not going to lie. I used to pretend like I didn't, but I do. My favorite colors are pink and black. Ugh. <laughs> so millennial pink especially has been used in a variety of ways beyond the expected. What is millennial pink? Um, I don't know if like, I'll look it up. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, you can't really like describe color that well over a podcast. It's like this shade of pink. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like for a while, like more like everything came in this color. Mm. Like you could also get it in this color. Right. Like it's like, like a baby pastel pink. Yeah. But like a little bit stronger. Yes. True. All right. I mean, I do like that color. So whatever. Um, next next up, we got brown. So brown evokes a sense of strength and reliability. Uh, it's often seen as solid, much like the earth, and a color often associated with resilience, dependency, or dependability, security, and safety. Resilience? I don't know about. I don't know about resilience, but like dependability and safety and stuff, I get because like, think about like FedEx. Yeah, or just like the earth you're like oh it's brown it's like solid i know i can count on this yeah exactly um but brown can also create feelings of loneliness sadness and isolation yeah it's all about your mind mindset uh and then white is associated with cleanliness purity and safety yes definitely makes sense yes hospitals hospitals yeah um and then but uh, white reflects color and thus seen as a symbol of neutrality. Oh, yes. So it's like, can be that or it could just be nothing. Waving that white flag. True that. Um, also, though, so it's like we have like happy white, uh-huh. neutral white. And then we have the color white can be seen as. Uh, oh, never mind. 
The color white can be also seen as a clean slate and such can provide a sense of creativity and opportunity. More positive. Yes. So we have that and it also has a sense of optimism, but on the contrary, too much white can seem stark and cold. Yes. Which I certainly feel like hospitals. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't use No, it's a great example. Yeah. I also think like model homes. Yeah. Like, oh God, everything's fucking white. Yeah, when white. everything's white. Like, I hate it. Um, And then black. It's very bland. So bland. So boring. Yeah. I hate it. Um, And then black is often associated with authority, power, and strength, which I definitely see. Yes. Uh, but since black absorbs all colors, too much can also be overwhelming and frightening, which, yes. Scary. Scary. But, like, maybe you're into that. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but black causes a sense of stability. And so the color black is associated with intelligence. Which, that, I'm like, yeah. okay. I can, but it's like, yeah, I think it's like with the, like, authoritativeness. Author- it's kind of yeah. like that kind of intelligence where you're like. And like you must a, know because you're like high up, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I also feel like black evokes a sense of like confidence in a way. Yes, you got to be confident to like, True. I guess, have your logo be totally black. I don't know. I, I don't know. Where I'm trying I to mean, go with it. But. I don't know. Who knows? It's psychology. Who's who's to say? Yeah. And then finally, we have gray, which creates a sense of practicality and timelessness. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, gray is very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, but gray, gray can also be associated with elegance and formality. I see that as what, well, like diamonds and shit. And, yeah, elegance. Um, elegance. However, gray is also often associated with old age and can turn, and can in turn be associated with depression and death. Yikes. Yeah, they did not mention black and death. Oh, truth that. Yeah. Black is another one. Yeah. I don't know, but there's something about like gray that's like a sadder death than black. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Black is like also like a lot more final. It's like. True. They did. True. Also, another thing about gray is that it shows sweat stains like nobody's fucking business. Sometimes. But sometimes if you get that like darker heathered gray, it's amazing. True. But the dark, the light gray, you're fucked. I know. We live in a desert. It's a problem. Also, I've realized that one of my armpits sweats way more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> like, way more. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. That was too much. Uh, who knew that I could still, I still learn new things about you every day, my friend. Well, I mean, I just recently figured it out. So mm, I thank you for sharing. I enjoy our closeness. I would, we can touch to be more close, as you know, I like to do. But, but okay. which one? That's ooh, the real question. Ooh, don't tell me. I want to guess. I'll find out someday. Okay. Give me time. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and also we have rainbow, which is diversity. Yes. Clearly. Um. And then Pantone has a color IQ test on their website you can take and see how well you see color. Mm-hmm. I would like to take. Yeah, I took it. Ooh, do you see color well? Yeah, I got a zero. The highest score you can get. Oh shit! Yep, my girl. Um, but we'll post a link. Uh, we'll post a link. Uh, but basically, you line up colors in four different gradients, and the test shows you where you have trouble differentiating 
differentiating color. Yeah. Sometimes it is tricky. True. I literally have a game on my phone that's that. Yeah. Yeah, where it has like color, like little color blocks, and you like uh, you I have do like a game. gradient. I know it's fun, but it's yeah. also hard. Anyway, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't either. Anyway, <laughs> so Pantone continues to expand into a broader and broader range of areas. They have worked with Sephora on a color of the year inspired makeup line in twenty twenty in twenty twelve. Good plan. Also in 2012, they came out with a skin tone swatch book that they intended to be used by photo retouchers. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's honestly useful as yeah. an artist. Yeah. So the skin tone swatch book also came in handy when Pantone teamed up with Sephora because the swatch booklet helped customers to find the right shade of makeup for their skin tone. Oh, yeah. Which is genius. And I would love to know what my skin tone is in Dude, it is totally genius. Yeah. So the skin swatch book was also on the radar of a sperm bank who wanted to use the swatches in their donor profiles, which seems kind of weird. Honestly, I think it's really gross. Like, I don't like it because it's like, oh, let's go shop for our baby. Like, we're buying a fucking couch at Ikea. That is what sperm banks are. I know, but I think it's weird and gross. (laughs) I mean, like, I get it, it's but weird. Like, but the fact that you can, like, just be like, oh, let's just look at a Pantone booklet for it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, that just seems like, although too I guess weird it's kind me. of also weird to like, because you pick, in theory, who you're going to, like, mate with. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it would be weird to go there and then just be like, I know. I mean, like, sperm banks are, they're fine, whatever. I understand how they're important, but, like, it's just kind of weird. It is weird. <laughs> it is very weird. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So according to an article on Pantone in Fast Company, which is a monthly business magazine. I didn't know what it was. Carl, I got a subscription. <laughs> what are you talking about? So Pantone likes when people use their swatches in art and post on social media. So they especially like when students decorate their graduation caps like Pantone swatches. I mean, it's pretty cute. Yeah, I was surprised that they like when people use it like in their art. I, I am they'd be too. Like, <clears throat> be like, um, check yourself before you copyright wreck yourself. You know what I'm saying? I know. I have a little Pantone, like the little white outline pin, and mm, then mm-hmm. the inside is just like blank. So you can like you put it on what you're wearing, and then the, like what you're wearing is like the little. <gasps> oh my swatch. god, that's so cute! It's pretty adorable. Ah! I know I'm adorable. That is honestly fucking adorable. Yeah, but anyways, who knew? Who knew? Pantone has become the go-to color matching system, but there are other ones, like the Munchell color system, which determines color by hue, value, which is lightness or darkness, mm-hmm. and chroma, which is color purity. Chroma. Don't know what that means. Yeah, chroma I don't know about, but hue and value I do know about. Yeah. I just don't like what is a pure color. I don't even know. Yeah, that's what that's what confuses me. It's just, I mean, like, I know art is subjective, but that's, like, too subjective. Yeah. Either way, it was created by Professor Albert H. Munchell Ooh. in the 1910s. And in the 1930s, the USDA made it the official color system for, soils, for soil research. <laughs> oh, 
my first thought right <laughs> yes i mean i guess it's good to be like this is no this is my color soil i mean if it works it works like, yeah fuck yeah i mean we always say art is everywhere it is so what can you do but <laughs> i do enjoy the absurdity of the fact that art is everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so there is ral which is a color matching system from germany Ugh. It was created in 1927 by the German National Committee for Delivery and Quality Assurance. Okay. A long name. Quite. And like Pantone uses numbers to make sure to make sure color match. Sorry, to make sure colors match no matter who's making them. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's like the European version of Pantone kind of. That makes sense. Pantone, you got to get some competition. I know. I'm surprised though. I feel like Pantone is used everywhere, but maybe it's just because I live in the U.S. and Pantone's from the U.S. Right. And Pantone is used everywhere in the U.S. So, yeah, true. Like, I feel the same way, but also I can see how perhaps I am wrong. A little biased. A little biased. True that. Um, And then the the Toyo Ink... I I thought it was Tokyo. I know. (laughs) The Toyo Ink Manufacturing Company in Japan developed the first color matching system in 1908. Pre-Pantone. Yes, God. Yeah, even pre like these other ones. Like the the guy who made the soil. Dude, dude, pre-soil research. Fuck. Yep. That's saying a lot. So Toyo is still the main color matching system in Japan and differs slightly from Pantone because they actually produce ink. Ooh. Ooh. Game changer. Because Pantone does not do that. Which is kind of weird. I know, right? It is kind of weird. So Pantone has worked to keep up with the times and developed an RGB color system, which can be used on screens. So they also developed the hexachrome system, which included CMYK, which means cyan, magenta, yellow, and key or black. Yeah, traditionally black. Traditionally. Key, it means black. I don't know why they call it key. Because I think it's like the key that locks the whole image together, you know? Oh, like I think like your final. True, you always you do thing black is, like last. your key print, right? You always do black last. But yeah, like whatever, like when you're like you know oh, no, registering yeah. and stuff, the yeah. last one you do I think is like your key block or your key whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm, cool. And added, they also added orange and green to make it CMYK OG, which I like a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um. I feel like there's a whole thing about like the differences. I don't want to go into it. So the main purpose of hexachrome was to produce more accurate colors, especially skin tone and pastels. All right. I mean, yeah, because skin tones are so hard. Yes. Uh, CMYK is typically used in color printing like newspaper or magazines and is considered a, quote, subtractive printing method. And the color gets darker as they are blended together. Yes. Makes sense. Kind of. And then RGB, on the other hand, is an additive where the three primary colors are combined to make a variety of other colors. So it's just like the way they print it. Like the order. Kind of. I think it's like... Like if you're going to print blue and yellow, you're going to get green. Right. I mean, I know you can still get green if you print like yellow and cyan, but uh-huh. then pink. I don't know. 
I don't know what the I like think why that's additive and the other one's subtractive. I think but. I'm thinking too much about this. Yeah. You're right. Uh, so RGB is generally used digitally and can produce more colors than CMYK can. So hexachrome was discontinued in 2008 when Adobe Systems stopped supporting the plugin. Adobe. Dude, fucking Adobe doesn't support you anymore. Like you're done. You're I done. Know. Dead in the water. Sorry. Uh, luckily, though, they made another system that is compatible called the Pantone Color Manager. Ugh. Good. Good. Because like. It's... Yeah. I'm just saying you do not want to be on the wrong side of Adobe if you're in the art world. You can't be. You cannot. No. Like, don't. Don't you dare fuck with Adobe. Yeah. Don't even. Yes. Even Pantone can't. <sighs> so Pantone has made color a commodity. They really have. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing how much more appealing a color is when it has the Pantone seal of approval. True. And their little swatches are so cute and visually sweet pleasing like yeah like you're like i could buy this like pink bag or i could buy this pink bag but it's like a, a pantone swatch yes literally so much cooler yes yeah it's like fucking like tiffany blue i don't know yeah so pantone has given us a system for understanding color that works for everyone which is no small feat it's really not and honestly in the art world it's super fucking important yeah so the ability to create the exact same color that someone else did has made art marketing advertising clothing appliances and much more what it is today yep yeah because imagine if you're like oh i gotta recreate this color i don't totally know right like, exactly how they made it so i'll try and get it close it's like what if every can of coca-cola you bought was a slightly different red yeah like that like, would be based on where it was printed or whatever right yeah. like that would be so fucking weird yeah i know or like the color you want in something isn't the color you actually get. Yeah. It would like uh, it is actually like more important than it seems like it would be. <laughs> yeah. So it has also taken the subjectivity out of color. Yes. Which is big. True. And it's amazing how much Pantone has changed the world in the past like hundred or so years. I agree. Obviously we're not in 2060 but still. Still, even in the time it's had, it's done a lot. We're closer to 100 than not 100. Yeah. So there we go. Rounding up. <laughs> yes. And I kind of really wonder where we would be without it. I agree. Yeah. I really do. Like, as far as especially if only mass production goes, like, I don't know how you could do it. Yeah. I think we would have had to like adopt another system or someone else would have filled it in because I don't think that like the way we do things now is possible without having a coordinated color system. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like good on you fucking Pantone. I know. Hell yeah. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Yeah. Yes. Remember to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Please do it. And we will have links and pictures on our website, artclubpodcast.com. You can also find a link to our Patreon page on our website under the Patreon tab. Pretty Ooh. crazy. Uh, if you want even more Art Club in your life. It'll be worth your while. Which you do. Of course you do. So finally, make sure you follow us on social meds. Yes, yes. Social media. We have an Instagram at the Art Club Podcast. Mm -hmm. And a Facebook page, Art Club. 
right? There's no podcast in the end. It's just Art Club. No, I think it's Art Club Podcast. Art Club Podcast. Yeah. My bad. That's okay. But yeah, check it out. Yes. So this week, uh, we have to give a shout to this year's official Pantone colors. Yellow and gray. Wait. No. So this week, we have to give a shout out to this year's official Pantone colors. Yellow and gray, baby. I think I sound just like it. I agree. It's uncanny. It's literally uncanny. I know. They should put me in rap songs. Totally. Um, But so it's yellow and gray, but more specifically, ultimate gray and illuminating. Get it right. What a name. Get it right. Um, Latrice Elsman. The director of the Pantone Color Eisman. Inst- Sorry. Sorry, it's an I. I always see. Latrice Eisman, the director of the Pantone Color Institute, said, quote, the union of an enduring ultimate gray with the vibrant yellow illuminating expresses a message of positivity supported by fortitude. Practical and rock solid, but at the same time, warming and optimistic. This is a color combination that gives us resilience and hope. We need to feel encouraged and uplifted. This is essential to the human spirit, end quote. Wow. Good God, ma'am. I do have to say, though, I don't love these two colors together. I agree. Also, like, they're just colors. But no, but like yellow and gray. Yeah, no, not a fan. Like, this, no. Mm. Just make it gray, guys. We know. (laughs) We know. It's fine. Like, we know what, we know what the year is like. Just make it gray. Yeah. It's just fine. gray. I'm the yellow. We'll I'm save, in it. We'll save the yellow for 2022. God willing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.